It's episode 15 of the Improv London podcast with this week's guest, Prabhath Pillai. Welcome, welcome to episode 15. Regular listeners will have come to expect that uh, I enjoyed speaking to this week's guest, and that is true every week and is true this week. Prabhupada and I talked about all sorts of things, uh, for example, uh, why uh, he feels karate is like learning to dance rather than to fight. We'll also hear about Prabhupada and his work at the nursery and with Duck Duck Goose and uh, Perhaps most importantly of all for the rock fans listening, his work with Keith Mulder uh, as uh, Hammer of Zeus. Let's rock! Yeah, I started. I'm not going to use this bit. It's just that it's, uh, you know, we're just, you know. Yeah. Whenever, we see, what I'll do is I'll cut, I don't, I try not to edit because yeah. that's a hassle. Um, but what I do is I start it early, yeah. and if we don't get any gold for yeah. ten minutes, yeah. we just start it after ten minutes. And it really sounds, yeah. sounds amazing. That's um, really good. <laughs> Thank you. This is what I do when I'm recording like guitar or whatever. I'll just leave it going because if I see if I press it, then start. I put pressure on myself. This yes. has to be great. Yes. But then, yeah, it's inevitably not going to be great when you think that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. Um, God, it's so weird to be, like, recorded when you're speaking. Yeah? Yeah, it kind of is. Why is it weird? Because there's, like, a, a record of it. Yes. Because with improv, there's no record, right? No. But there's, yeah, if I say something, like, terrible... Yeah. Like... No, I'm not going to. <laughs> if I did, though, then everyone would know that I'm a terrible person. I don't think you're a terrible person. That's really kind. I don't think, I don't think I'm a terrible person. I mean, out of all the people I've interviewed, you're not the first person when it comes to saying terrible things that I would think of. I mean, you may prove me wrong. That's very much what I'm hoping to find, is the dark side beneath this exterior, this pleasant exterior. That, well, you're like, uh, you're like Martin Bashir, right? I'm very much like Martin Bashir. The guy Bashir. who who's sweet on the exterior, but then he just digs at you. Yeah. Dig, 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 dig. That's what I'm going to be doing tonight. Dig, 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 dig. It's also like, do you find it weird to talk for an hour, to have a conversation for an hour? No. First of all, I try to say as little as possible. Yeah. Because it's not about me. Yeah. It's about the guest. That's true. Uh, and also, I have a very finite amount of things that I say. Yeah. And I think I'm sharing something new. <laughs> and then I listen back to previous podcasts and go, oh, no, I told that story before, didn't I? <laughs> or I said that thing. And also, it goes really quickly. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Because I do glance at my phone just to make sure it is recording. Yeah. And, um, and then suddenly... Because you know, when you're having a nice chat, that's just time going by. Yeah. And if it's going by quickly, it means that you're in good company. Yes. Which I think that I am at the moment. Yes, well, I, I wouldn't have invited anybody that yeah. wasn't good company it's onto kind, the podcast. That, that's, it's kind of like just a really nice chat with people that you like. Yes. But that happens to be on. Yes. That Yeah, that's really cool. That is really cool. And it's weird that unless I had that recording, yeah. we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. That's so true. That's really true. And it's, it's just weird. It's like, you know... I've known you from various classes yeah, and yeah. shows and stuff. Um, you know, we've always got on. But, yeah. you know, if I said, oh, I don't know, I just I wouldn't say, yeah. oh, shall we just meet up to have a chat for an hour? But why wouldn't I do that? But do if, I go to, if I'm going to put it on the internet and share it for posterity. You know what? That's entirely, that's such a good point. I, I found it, like, after I graduated from uni, kind of a, a tiny bit hard to make friends, yeah. in a way. Like, not being antisocial or anything, but there's always people that you see a lot that you want to hang out with. But then it's so hard. It's not like, it's kind of a bit like dating. If you want to go to someone that you know for a long time, hey, do you want to just hang out? And get like, people, I'm, it's just hard for someone to be like, no. Or if someone's like, oh, sorry, I'm busy that day. I might be in my head like, oh, no, that person hates me. Or yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you create all this stuff in your mind. Um, which is maybe why people don't hang out as much. People that know each other don't hang out as much as they should, I feel. Yes. I mean, it also comes down to a time thing. Yeah. When you've got you know, your university, yeah. you know, you've got lectures or whatever. Yeah. And it's not nine till five or whatever. You're yeah. not commuting. There's no appointment that you have to make. Yeah. Um, and I think you have fewer responsibilities. Yeah. So you're more able. So it's easy. I think it's the easiness. 
Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah, because like it does take if, if you're making new friends and stuff, it takes you've got to put in effort to spend time with someone. And yeah, I guess that for both, you've you both got to take time out, like blah 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 blah, blah which is kind of why improv is kind of good, a good way to make. Well, it's a good way to meet people. Yes, because there's you're going to always going to a show. So there's always something there, and you just bump into people and eventually make friends that way. Yes. And, like, you're all kind of being quite, you know... Uh, like, with improv, you have to be kind of vulnerable to a degree. Yes. If you're doing it right, I think. Yes. And that's... I don't know, it's a good way to... It's good to see people in that light if you're going to be friends with them. Yeah. Know? Or, like, if, you, if, you, if you're mates... Oh, I, don't, I don't know the point I'm trying to make here, but, like, it's just a good way to let your own guard down a tiny bit. Yes. Um, and that I find... Um, I find that like if I do scenes with people it's kind of it's it's kind of like you feel like you've been mates forever yeah, yeah. when you're in that with them because yeah. you feel like um, yeah it's just that feeling they're really com- comfortable hey we're in a scene together this is the thing we do and then ignore everything else and yeah it's kind of yeah you're kind of connecting really quickly I, I find yeah. I like connecting with people in improv I think that's yeah. really that's a really good thing um but it's weird. You can feel a real connection with somebody and yet know very little about them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you, yeah. you're connected with them. Well, even that with jams, it's people that you never met. Yeah. And then you're in that scene and it's like you're creating something together, but you don't know who they are or they're sometimes not their name or anything. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool thing. Like, yeah, that's something that really keeps me coming to improv. Um, just that feeling. The, the, the quickest way to connect with someone that you haven't met and create something together. Like, I love making things with people and, like, improv is the quickest way to make something with someone. Like, if you're recording music or in a band or whatever, it's like, okay, yeah, do this and do that and then send me the tracks and blah, blah, blah and stuff gets lost and it's, you know, it can be a hassle. But with improv, it's just two people. Let's make something. Okay, cool, we did it, we made a scene. And that's something that I, yeah, something that I really like about it. Um... Because it's like, to be honest, it's the first kind of hobby or thing that I've done for more than a year. Yeah. Because I'm the kind of person that flits between things. Um, I was really into basketball for a long time. And like, I was really into like triathlon and then everyone goes to the karate thing or whatever. Where you're like, yeah, I should do that. It'd be really cool. And then it comes to like the grading, you know, grade when you do the kata and yeah. And it's not fun at all because you're basically just dancing. You don't, you don't in karate or or whatever. You don't learn how to beat people up at all. You learn how to dance. It's, it's not. It's not how they. That's not in karate kid at all. You know. You see, I would prefer that people learn to dance than they learn to fight. <laughs> but I can see your point is that if you've been promised to learn how to fight, then you shouldn't be taught you how should, to dance. Yeah, no. I signed up so I could beat people up and show all those bullies in school. No, not, <laughs> not really. <laughs> But, like, also, I don't know, are you into fight, like, uh, boxing or anything? No. Because, you know, like, Cobra Kai, that dude. Cobra Kai? What yeah, do you mean? The, the, Sylvester Stallone no, 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 in the no. film Cobra? No, no, like, Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. Oh, right, sorry. And he yeah. was like, uh, Daniel, oh, I don't, Miss Miyagi was like, don't sweep the leg or something. Yes. Like, that's, for me, sweeping the leg <laughs> is just a tactical advantage you have. Sweep the leg, that's good strategy. So, you know, he should have done that, and I'm proud of him. <laughs> no, it's, it's useful to have these, these fighting tips. It really is, yeah. I worry that the listeners uh, to this podcast aren't the fighting types. And no, the is. listeners to this podcast are... Uh, <laughs> let's name them. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be here a long time because we have lots of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to the the Chris Mead episode that you oh, yeah. did, which is really friend nice. of the show Chris Mead. Yeah, friend of the show Chris Mead, because Jules told me that it would be a good like background on what happened in improv, and it really was yes. really informative. Because um, I only got into it at, like the end of 2013. Yeah. Or no, no, sorry, beginning of 2014 is when I got into it. Is that roughly the same time as you, or were you a bit? Um, it is roughly around that time. Um, because I've been doing it, well, I've been doing it for three years come September. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because 
it's like there are a few people that I saw back then, like at jams and stuff, because there wasn't really tons of opportunity then, I guess, to perform. Mm. And there are a couple of people that I kept on bumping into, which is nice. Um, and yeah, it's like, the, do you remember the old nursery? Yes. Like under yeah. the arches? Yeah. That, yeah, that was like my favorite place in 2014. Yeah. To go to for shows and meet people and like, uh, yeah, it was such a. Do you remember the Five Aside? Improv Five Aside? No, you see, I never went to that. That sounded terrifying. It, what what the thing is like? Should we explain for those that didn't go? What yeah, the concept of sorry. The was it? it was no. like basically you'd have eight teams sign up, <clears throat> and um, it's like a knockout format. So you've got um, like two against two and blah blah blah, and building up to the final. And it was really entertaining because I was talking to Carly and she was like, uh, you know, it was really nice. But then when you make your competition, then everyone wants to win. <laughs> so you get these really big teams coming in, they're like like the homunculus and stuff and do not adjust the stage that really wanted to win it. And it was great because, what, you pay a fiver or less and you get to see all these great teams just fighting out to try and be the champion. <laughs> With this, like, tiny little cup. <laughs> so how did they fight, then? Oh, well, you'd have, like... It would be an applause-off. Oh, right. So, like, who'd you like more? This guy? Or this guy? And it was... Yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun to go to. And I remember, because for a long time, I didn't do any, I didn't do any classes. So, for me... Um, like watching and jamming was how I learned initially. So you started by watching and jamming? Yeah, I did. I went to Duck Duck Goose two years ago and did that for like, I did, I think I went to 20 in a row uh, and my jam, uh, just jamming. Yeah. I didn't really know about improv. How did you discover Duck Duck Goose then? I did some Googling. Oh, yeah. Because I loved uh, like ducks and both ducks and geese. I love, I love ducks and geese and childhood games. Yeah. Uh, and small pubs in Stockwell. Who doesn't love that? No one doesn't love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I went googled it and went to that and thought. So you googled improv. Improv London. Improv London. There was like a hoopla jam or something, um, but that, that they kind of tailed that off by then. Oh yeah. So That's and actually, I went to a hoopla jam and met Sherman. I met Sherman Carly. Oh yeah. I, I took part in the jam, which is like five minutes. It was just the worst thing anyone's seen. It, that was maybe the worst thing anyone's ever seen, and there have been some bad. There have been some bad things in history. It's been going on, history's been going on for like more than thirty thousand years, and yeah, it was unfortunately the worst jam ever. I think like I was a millipede or something, and I because I genuinely didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh, I love comedy. Why am I failing? And then, like, I just like appealed. I, I was like, what do I do now? And she's like, oh, it was just such a cringe fest. It was so painful. But jamming is really hard. I think jamming's much harder <clears throat> than um, being in a team yeah. um, where you know people. Because and I struggle with jams. I'm getting better, but yeah. I'm only getting better because I just do them and I just accept this may be the worst improv that has ever been done <laughs> since Prabs did that night at the Hoopla. <laughs> I mean, since that, obviously, it's not as bad as that. <laughs> um, but since then, this is going to be the worst improv ever. Yeah. Um, and then each time you do it, it's slightly less bad. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, f- I found out in the, in the deep end that, like, how I had to find out how to be less terrible because yeah. otherwise it was just, yeah, it was just, I, I wanted to keep on going until I learned how to play with other people. Yeah. And I'm hoping that made me good at playing with other people. Yeah. Because that's what I want. I want to make, like, other people, I want to make it a good scene for my partner. And I was just figuring, because I didn't know anything. It's total, uh, it, there, there was a total lack of knowledge. And I was talking to people after and getting like notes from people who were usually Shem, Carleen, Will sometimes, uh, and Al, that I kind of figured out what to do more and more. Yeah. And I like learning that way. I like not knowing anything and then finding things out myself. Yeah. Because I, f- I feel more ownership over my learning. It's kind of like, I discovered this and I'm, it's my own thing. So, yeah, it was a really good way to learn. It was really tough. and That's tough, because I think um, I've, grown, I've always liked the people at Duck Duck Goose, but yeah. I haven't always liked the evening. Yeah. And I found it really hard. Yeah. And I sort of kept going because I'd done classes in other places. If I'd done what you'd done, I don't know, I don't think I could have carried on. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were points, like... There were points when I was just like, why am I, am I being a masochist? Because it's, 
I really, I love comedy and I love improv. And I kind of just wanted to keep on going and see whether uh, it was, see whether I, I would get better or not, or like yeah. enjoy it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and luckily I did. And like, it's a really, really nice part of my Monday to go down to, like cycle down to Stockwell. And yeah. Then, yeah. And it's such a great atmosphere that night as well. It is, it is a great night. And the more I do it, the more I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't, always, I haven't always enjoyed it. But I think that's partly because I hadn't done. Well, it's not so much the um, the two people, two person uh, jams I, yeah. are okay generally, yeah. but it's the group montage. Right? Montage, yeah, can be really chaotic, can't it? Yeah. Now, my way of dealing with that now, you know, I used to wait until I had an idea. Yeah. And now I don't wait till I have an idea. I just go on stage. Yeah. Because if I wait till I have an idea, I never go on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, hopefully an idea... I know what you mean, yeah. I, I mean, I've had an entire montage of which I've sat out, including last week, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, oh, I'm not feeling anything. Uh, I'm just not going to take part. But then I, then I had to take part in one scene, because it's like, well, I'm in this. I have to, I have to do a mandatory scene. But I know what you mean about, like... Um, not wanting to wait till you have an idea. Um, those those montages can be they can be tricky to navigate, but they're they're always enjoyable. Although yeah, it can be very chaotic, but it always always good fun to be in. Sometimes good fun to be in. They're becoming <laughs> fun. Never, to never be fun in. to be in. Always painful. No, 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 no. Well, no, they're less <laughs> painful than they used to be. And I will say, the Duck Duck Goose um, organizers are really good. Uh, watching out for other people. Yeah, including this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a time when I, um, Ed, um, uh, Ed JD? Yeah. Yeah, he, um, he brought me in on one montage. Because I think I'd been in the first couple of scenes and I hadn't done anything for ages. And yeah. He very generously brought me in and I thought, oh, do you know what, I feel, I feel looked after here. Yeah. Uh, in a, um, it's a weird, a yeah. a weird thing. I have not <laughs> fully in my mind. Um, so you, so you, so you knew what improv was when you searched for Duck Duck Goose. Yeah, I did. Like, I worked in Cambridge in 2012, and um, I went to because I was quite young. I was like 22. I went to like the university improv group because they were doing classes. I oh, went right. to like one or two of them, and there was Cara there who's teaching one, and I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. I think I was quite like, yeah, I think I, I was like doing, it, it was, it felt quite natural. Yeah. So, and also that was, at the time I was working as like, a, <clears throat> I was working as a management consultant, which is like super stressful. So it's nice to have something where you can just be stupid and just do whatever and uh, do something creative yeah. with, with people. Yes. Because otherwise, I don't know, do you do anything like... Do you do any like painting or like a drawing or whatever or like playing guitar and stuff? Because it's so hard to do something when there's not other people around. Um, I find discipline and stuff. Yes. Um, I used to play guitar a lot more than I do now. Yeah. Um, I've recently been exploring garage band and things like that because I really like songwriting. I thought you were going to say I was recently exploring garage, which yeah. would make me really happy because I think <laughs> you'd be a great MC. Thank you very much. Yeah. Not- you're not the first <laughs> to say that. And most of these people think I'm more grime, but that's fine, you know? Fine. Well, you're South London, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. You can be grime yeah, if exactly, you want. You know. <laughs> you know. All you've got to do is take a photo next to your road sign <laughs> with, with your postcode on it. <laughs> SM6, right? <laughs> Rapping SM6. You're an SM6 Sutton. Wait, are you, you're absent, right? <laughs> I'm not even in South London anymore. <laughs> I'm in Surrey, so I can't oh, be a no. grime DJ anymore. You can't do it. I have to pretend I'm still in Norwood or something like that. It's just not going to work. <laughs> I love it when here's another here's a thing right I went to the FA Harold night the other night and someone made I love it when there's reference where only you get it only like <laughs> yes. two people get it yes. I think it was like Carhor and he's saying like oh you should do a track with Wiley like <laughs> yeah. and I was like thank you someone named Wiley I mean I'm, I'm happy that's it I'm done do you know what I mean like yeah and I was I, talking to someone after and, and they were like no one in no one who does improv grew up in London I feel. Um, yeah, you're not the first person to say that, actually. Yeah. Um, and 
it's funny the Wiley thing because we uh, where I, my main job I have um, is Grime MC of course yeah well, MC yeah <laughs> it's the Grime MC uh, very much uh, very much the Grime MC yes very much <laughs> hello to the massive east side west side um, we have a prize through Wiley the publishers yeah uh, but and I was the only person that knew about Wiley the rapper oh. and when I started talking about wearing my Rolex <laughs> It's like you know. sure. That's that's a great reference, <laughs> listeners. That was a great reference. <laughs> um, you're right, though. I, it's interesting. It would be. I'd love to do some proper research to find out um, some statistics about improvisers yeah. on the London scene and find out. Yeah, how many people did grow up in London? Yeah, and is it actually anybody? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You got <laughs> because and is it because, do we get lots of people from other countries, which is you know great, but yeah. is that because they're having to make themselves a society, make themselves a community? Yeah. Whereas if you've always lived in London, do you already have that community? I don't know. That's an interesting point. Um, I don't know. Why do people even do improv? Why do people do improv? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Why do you do improv? I do because I enjoy it, and I think I'm got maybe an aptitude for it and I, well, I always feel good after uh, and that's a good sign I always feel knackered after really yeah I'm wiped out oh I know you m- I had that have you done like a week long thing no I think that would kill me oh they are so killer yeah, yeah, yeah. I did Dave Rosarski I did his thing oh yeah how was that it was just like it was brutal yeah I don't know have you seen him as a teacher he's yeah. like he gets in your face and yeah. he's like no 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 you didn't mean that you meant this and it was for five days straight. <laughs> like, it makes you better. Yes. I think it made me better. <laughs> but it was just so tough. Yeah. It's like, because um, he knows what he wants. He wants you in the mould of what he what he likes, which is, and I trust his judgment because he, you know, because he's really good. But yeah, it was so tough to like, be repeat, to be directed in every minute detail that you're doing and to take in all these frameworks and apply them. Um, yeah, by the end of it, I was just like absolutely shattered, which is weird because there was n- it was like there wasn't any it wasn't physical at all. Yeah, but if you're concentrating, that takes a lot of energy. That's entirely it? true. And if you're listening and reacting, I don't know. I suppose I just you know when I'm improvising, I'm giving it my full attention. Mm. I am more present than I am, you yeah. know, in anything else I do. So. You know, that's why it takes quite, attention. Yeah. What is it like? Chess players burn what is it like ten thousand calories per game? <laughs> Something <laughs> stupid like that. You should be a chess player. Yeah. You, eat, you can eat what you want if you play chess. <laughs> Just like yeah, beat a grandmaster, go down to Mackey D's and load up. That's what they all do. So what chess grandmaster? Yeah, Kasparov is like yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going down to Mackey D's. <laughs> <laughs> so you. Um, uh, uh, so, so um, yeah, you started doing Duck Duck Goose, and you said you did about you know twenty of those in a row, which yeah. is going to make you a better person, a it better performer. It made me renounce all my sin in the name of the Lord <laughs> <laughs> because you'd done your penance. Essentially, after twenty. That, duck well, duck that's goose. the other thing. I'd not done any performing. I, I'd done like I hadn't done any expressive performing art before, uh, so I, there was a lot to learn. Like stage time for me felt really really special because yeah. it's not th- something that I'd come across before yeah. um, and I thought about doing stand-up for a long time um, <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing <laughs> I am laughing you're laughing I got my laugh you yeah see, I'm done you, right. you don't even need to <laughs> throw down the mic leave the podcast no, are you I laughing don't... at the idea of me doing stand-up if no. you ask you then I'm out of here <laughs> I'm laughing you surely won't be laughing no I'm laughing about the idea of me doing stand-up because yeah. What you just said, I thought, oh yeah, no, I've thought about doing that. Why don't you do it, man? Well, the reason is, I was talking to Stephen Davidson. Do you like preserving your dignity? Is that? It's not so much that. No. <laughs> I talked to Stephen, and he went, no, you shouldn't just do it, you just shouldn't. <laughs> and he's the most positive no. person I know. And I thought, do you know what, I think I'm just going to take that advice, and I'm just going to go, do you know what, you're right, there's lots of other things I can do here. Stand-up is a weird one. I've done a few sets now, but it's like cat people against dog people. Uh, stand up I feel when a set has gone really well I'll feel great yeah when a set hasn't gone uh, if a set hasn't gone well 
which naturally when you're starting off it'll be like you know 50-50 yeah 50-50 is good according to Seinfeld yeah but yeah. yeah like when you're not doing well it's like I want to okay fine I want to go and meet someone or like chat to these fellow performers and have a drink which you can do but people are a bit more like it feels like people are a bit more guarded I felt that people are a bit more guarded which yes. is cool but like if it's, a, if it's something I'm doing in my spare time I want it to be enjoyable yeah um, and if I'm not feeling that then maybe rein it back a bit but I've been doing a few sets and they've been going alright but like initially the thought of being on stage really really frightened me yeah um, and it kind of it felt better to be on stage in front of other with other people yes. and make something together because it's not all on you no. and you're not doing all the work um, so yeah that's why improv maybe feels a bit more like I don't know I always it always feels good to, you know like after drop-ins when you just when you can just talk about it and be like oh this happened I didn't like this and all this went well and I like that I really like that element of like breaking things down yes. which maybe is a bit more lacking from stand-up but I haven't done enough enough of it to, to comment properly so did you do any <laughs> courses on stand-up or did you just I didn't I did the same thing I, I went to the Cavendish Arms did a few sets um because I feel like if you don't try something before you're taught, yeah. if you do something, if you try something before you're taught, there'll be some genius, there'll be some genius, something good that comes out of it. Yeah. Most of it will be garbage, but there'll be some things which, if you had been taught, you wouldn't have tried. Oh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you have to learn after a while, but I like, I like the, the period where you know nothing yeah. about what you're doing, because then um, it's like being a baby. Everything you do is new and it's great. And when you do something terrible, that's even better because you're like, yeah, I did something terrible. <laughs> like, I know what's terrible now. Yeah. Knowing what you find, you find out yourself what is terrible. Yeah. And that's really good. Um, but yeah, um, what are we talking about? Sorry, we're going to come back to that. I just want to explore <laughs> the stand up for a minute. Um, so, it's a terrible question. I'm going to ask it anyway. Yeah. What's your style? A stand up. A stand up. I, I try and be really earnest. With what I'm putting out there. All oh, right. I try and caricature my own myself. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a version of me which has turned up to eleven. Yeah. With all uh, of my traits slightly tightened. Yeah. Nice. And I tell stories about myself, my childhood and stuff, and it's it's really it's personal stuff. It's personal stuff. Yeah. Not like oh well you know uh, my my dog died. And try and make a joke out of that or something. It's just stuff like that I found funny when I was a kid, really. Um, It's basically the voice of my 17 year old self. (laughs) If he had a stand up, if he had five minutes. It's really fun, it's really cathartic. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and it does feel good when people are. I've I've taken the improv attitude to the stand up, which hasn't. I haven't done a ton of stand up, but like, I feel like I have the improv spirit when I'm doing it, which is more inclusive and less like, oh, I'm so funny, watch me swing my dick, whatever. <laughs> Which gets tiring really quickly. Yes. Because yeah. you have ten comedians who are like, yeah, who can say the worst thing? Well, babies are dying. Oh, no, Syrian babies are dying. And they're all trying to outdo each other. And it's just like, oh, for God's sake, you know, like, yeah. Um, so it's just basically quite, I, I, try and be, I try and be myself and just tell stories. Yeah. And I've seen Corey, who's an improviser, do stand-up, and he does a very similar thing. He's very like personable and, and uh, honest about what he does, and it, it makes it really watchable. And I think I think you can only be yourself, right? Whatever you do. Um. Well, I think it's best to be yourself. Yeah. I'm going to say some controversial. Go for it. I think improvisers mm-hmm. make better stand-ups than stand-ups make improvisers. <clears throat> I think you are correct. <laughs> I've, I think you're correct, yeah. Is that the sound of all the stand-ups now switching off in disgust? <laughs> yeah, I reckon you're probably right, yeah. Wait, I'm biased. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a stand-up, I feel to a degree, you have to feel like it's uh, you have power over the audience. Right, yes. Whereas I feel... As an improviser, are you trying to create something with the audience? I don't know. <laughs> it's just, improvisers give more hugs than stand-ups do. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. I think that's why. I think that's what I must mean. I know. Because uh, uh, you can't give examples of people, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you really can't. 
My friend Keith is a, he used to do a lot of stand up. Yeah. He's a really funny guy. Keith Morder. No, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm. Su- okay, I want this to be a compliment. I'm surprised that he did stand up yeah. because I think he's a really good improviser. He's really good, yeah. That, <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are going to town on stand ups today. <laughs> not all stand ups, some stand ups. Not all stand ups. Hashtag not all stand ups. Oh, God. Now I feel like I've really got into terrible territory. <laughs> we can go further. Let's get into the worst territory that we can. No, that's as bad as I go. Oh, if you want to find out why I'm a terrible person. Why are you a terrible person? You, you know that uh, you know that warm-up when you like say the worst things that you can? Uh, no, tell me how that works. Uh, there's, Alan Marriott had a, has a book called Genius Style when he says, like, in your head, there are three stages of taboo that you have to get through before you can be honest with what you're doing. Or some bullshit like that. Sorry for that. Uh, but it's like um, there'll be familial taboo uh, what is it like there were uh, blasphemy or some other one so there's a warm up that I did in a group which is just saying the uh, singing the worst thing you can right or telling the worst uh, thing you can to the person next to you and they have to repeat it in, with a certain emotion which wouldn't go with it and that that game's really fun <laughs> it's really fun when you like singing a really happy song and just saying the worst things, it's so enjoyable. We can't do that now, obviously, but yeah, it's really good fun. It's like Cards Against Humanity. It's the same thing, right? So, how is that different from when comics are going, oh, babies are dying, oh, Syrian babies are dying? Are they not doing the same thing? Why is one good and one not good? Um, it depends on the intent behind it, right? So, like, I feel like if a... Even with stand-ups, like, if, a, if someone made that kind of comment, if the punchline was the terrible thing, then you're just making light, you're punching down, yeah. you're making light of something which, or you're, some, the, the point of humour is something, uh, is an identity, or something which shouldn't be the, the punchline. Whereas I feel the improv game is, the function is to get it out of your system. Because otherwise it will come out on stage. Right. Because yeah. um, everyone's done stuff on stage, which is not the best thing to do. <laughs> and it's just a precaution, I guess, to get it all out before. Um, I mean, only terrible people do this exercise, so I'm sure that you've never done it before. <laughs> but like I do with stand-ups or with humour, people get really antsy about like, censoring humour. I do as well. I think you should be protected. But <clears throat> if the punchline of a joke is an identity, then I don't think it's funny. Yeah. Uh, if it's like, if if the subject of a joke is, if it's like joke and uh, a setup, 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 uh, and you know, you, whatever, like, and you're you're gay or whatever, and that's the punchline. That for me is not funny at all, um, or like you're a minority or whatever. I don't find I don't find that really. I don't think that's cool. Um, people get really really defensive about. Uh, like censoring comedy, but I think some things are probably off limits. Well, definitely the intent behind a joke. You can always tell when something's been crafted too entirely to cause offence. Yeah. If it's not a well-crafted joke or well-crafted improv scene, um, then yeah, I'm, I'm I'm wary of that sometimes. If something's if something's designed to cause offence or designed to cause offence without statement. Or that irony, that's usually, I don't usually find that kind of thing funny. Um, yeah, this is a massive tangent. It's what, good. It's what, what were we talking about before? We were talking about your, your grime MC. Your grime MC. <laughs> what would your grime MC name be? Oh, God. Uh, I'd like to go for something, um, you know, like, I don't know, Lord of Darkness or something like Lord that. Lord of Darkness? Something like that. that you know, w- like, you know, Ghostface Killer. Lord of Darkness. Lord of Darkness is that's a good name. Yeah. Lord of Darkness. I imagine he'd wear like a baron balaclava. He'd have like a samurai sword. Yeah, I'm thinking that's right. Yeah. And he'd be from Deptford. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. You've been uh, you've been listening to my pirate radio uh, uh, podcast. Have you seen? Ed, have you watched um, Parks and Rec? Uh, I've seen uh, not all much of it. I've seen a little bit. There's like a character who's like a manager of this department. And he moonlights as a jazz musician. Oh, right. No one knows about it. <laughs> no one knows. I, I get the feeling you'll like this. Yeah. You know, just the podcast guy slash web dude. Extraordinaire. Moonlighting is a crime. 
funny thing about crime is, right? It was designed like it captures 2003 East London <laughs> without alteration, <laughs> without any adva- no technical advancement at all. <laughs> it's like it was designed to be played on a Nokia 9310. <laughs> like, not for today. <laughs> well, I, I don't care because that's the, that's the sound I'm into. <laughs> and you can tell me to evolve, but I, I'm not going to do it because well, I'm, you're I'm a master. hardcore. I'm hardcore, you know? 2003 East London, that's all I'm into. And only like six months of that, not even the whole year. Just like... Before it became, for you, when yeah, it became before, too big was yeah. like anyone else had heard of it. Yeah, exactly. In that yeah, basement yeah, yeah. in, uh, yeah, in, yeah. in Bowie. Yeah. When it went out of the basement, I was like, oh... <laughs> lost it you should have been here last week it was amazing <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about your career as a crime before that we could do that we can carry on doing that <laughs> um, no uh, we were talking about your 20 weeks at Duck Duck Goose yeah um, so you did 20 weeks at Duck Duck Goose and yeah. you atoned for your sins I did you became a better person I did what happened next afterwards I found a, a body tree and Sat cross-legged underneath and just just really became one with the moment. Yeah. Meditated for 20 years. Yeah. And then uh, found Nirvana. Yeah. Um, who are a great band. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just, I'm just, it's just BS. What are happened after that? Are you talking about was, the 60s band or the, the, the grunge band? Is there a 60s Nirvana? Yeah, I think it is. What kind of music are you into? What kind of music am I oh, into? Obviously, apart from grime. Apart from grime. It's just grime all the time. What are you on about? Um, I love a lot of 80s stuff, a lot of indie stuff. Um, you know, I'm not a massive dance fan, but I like sort of the ambient side, Future Sound of London and things like that. Yeah. Um, Why? Well, I, I'm just wondering. Oh, right. Because you, you strike me as someone who has a good taste in music. I was talking about this with you one time I believe and we had some crossover maybe it was just about garage and grime yeah. <laughs> but yeah sorry I want to go back to answer that question after Duck Duck Goose what I did was uh, I did that for a long time and I started there was this group that formed out of people who'd done a hoopla class um, and we had like a thing where we book a rehearsal room every week and we'd go along not have a coach most of it and just do some improv games that we liked. And it was really it was really fun. That's how I met a lot of people who I started playing in a group with. Um, and they're all really talented. Uh, like Carhol, who's in like a house team now. He's in the FA house team. He's doing really well. They were great last night at Duck Duck Goose, or night before last. Um, but the jam was a bit chaotic. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he was in it. A guy called Sam Dunthorne, who like hosts a few nights now. In um, he hosts like a stand-up and improvised night, which is very cool. Keith was in it. A guy called David Wood, who is uh, like an illustrator and super talented. Um, and yeah, we just book that out and go every every week and uh, like do stuff together. Um, Where was this? This is at Theatre Delhi. Oh right. So we go there every week. But it was, yeah, it was kind of just a bunch of people that wanted to do more but hadn't quite formed a group yet. I feel like there's a lot of those people around. Yeah. Um, and and we, we booked in a few slots uh, at, like... Um, we booked a five-a-side. Uh, we booked a night at uh, a Harold night. <laughs> we performed the worst Harold that London's ever seen. There's a lot of competition for the worst Harold that London's ever seen. Yes. But we <laughs> definitely did it. Because we got a pirate version of the UCB manual on like PDF <laughs> and we circled in our group we were like read this chapter 9 the Harold <laughs> then we can do it we had one rehearsal oh god and then it was just it was so bad it was just, it was Colleen was, was there on Goodwill she let us do it yeah because uh, we kind of we were like yeah we've been practicing for like months and months it was it was terrible our group game was just everyone talking over each other <laughs> That's not a game. Not a game. That's not a game. And I think at one point, every every point, I was like, "Which beat are we on?" To like anyone around me, it was such a nightmare. But it was like, again, it was a bunch of people trying something with good intention, but it being terrible. I'm a fan of glorious failure. Yes, I like glorious failure. I prefer it to like, uh, you know, 
Because if I, I mean, we were all people that really loved improv and wanted to do something. Yeah. And it, I'm kind of glad that it was such a massive failure because we all kind of, I think, wanted to do more after. Yeah. Uh, and we stuck with it. Um, and yeah, I think most of the people in that group are, are doing something or other. But we, I did that for a while and then... Did you want to do a Harold or did you think, oh, there's a Harold night, it's a performance opportunity, we'll do a Harold. It was to... basically that, yeah. <laughs> well, like yeah. That, that no, I no, understand. it wasn't that, it was arrogant, it was so arrogant, it was like, well, it can't be that hard, <laughs> one A, one B, one C. Oh, God, absolute arrogance. And like, I, I, I used to talk to Sham a lot about like forms and stuff, because I was figuring it out, I didn't really know anything about it, and he's a big fan of the Harold, and he says, well, both him and Carleen say that learning it is a, a way to a better improviser which I subscribe to um, which is nice because I eventually played in the Howard team which is good coached by Carleen which is the C3 house team which is uh, was a great experience really good um, so yeah I mean it was yeah maybe it was quite arrogant to think that we could do it but I'm glad that we tried definitely, and definitely, nicely. definitely. oh god I can't oh my god <laughs> do you know like when you look back on your Drawings or the poems or whatever that you wrote when you were fifteen. Yeah, it yeah. feels like that looking back at that album. Just the cringe <laughs> of like this equivalent of like the you know, I made this mixtape for you. It's the same level of embarrassment I'm feeling right now. Disgrace to improv. <laughs> yeah, disgrace to improv. <laughs> Um, but, but you know, you need to go through those things you to do. get to the, you, and if you if you just started and you got the Harold straight away. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing, that would, actually. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like the chosen one. Yeah. In every generation, yeah. there's one person that picks up the house right away. No, I, I think I'd like that. I was going to say, that well, you, you wouldn't understand you know, <laughs> what it's like to fail. Yeah. And you wouldn't have grown as a person. But I It's like take people it. who've passed a driving test a second time, they're the best drivers, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right, right yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not to say I wouldn't want to pass my driving test the first I, time. Stuart, stop doing this to my bedrooms. <laughs> So was there a name for that group of this loose amalgamation yeah, of people? Yeah, it was called Cynthia Botts. Cynthia Botts? Yeah, I can't remember why. That sounds like something dubious on the internet. Yeah. Oh. Or am I just imagining that? Rule 34, is that what you're referring to? <laughs> well, I'm more thinking, well, no, I suppose I'm thinking of a bot that um, emulates Cynthia Payne. I think that's probably... Really? Who's Cynthia Payne? She was um, a uh, high-class madam. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, Oh, I know that. Um, yeah. Uh, Talking of bots on the internet, have you... <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this virus that I designed uh, that I illegally put on the internet and has mined lots of data from the government? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> have, like, have you been in Cleverbot or one of those things you can talk to that pretends to be a human? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I've been quite lonely. <laughs> but I've never quite... This is how I spend, like, five hours every day. Just, like... Are talking to saying good morning to my friend, but like they're, they're so they're so bad, all of them. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes I talk to Siri if I'm lonely because <laughs> Siri talks back. Uh, <laughs> Cynthia Bot, brilliant. Uh, so uh, yeah, so what happened after Cynthia Bot? After Cynthia Bot, um, that like, I think we, you know, when people are booking rooms and it becomes difficult. Because there are people who can't make it for whatever reason, usually good reasons, yeah. and stuff comes in and out. I think Keith was booking the room most of the time, and he, yeah, it was like getting tough because not everyone can make every rehearsal, or whatever. I think people splintered off, um, and that's when they had auditions for the C three house team. I was really keen on forming a Harold team, and I was talking to Shem and Carleen, Carleen, and she was like, they were thinking of putting a house team together. So I, I, I auditioned for that, and thankfully got in, which is really nice. And played with them for half a year. And it was such a good team. It was like Shivani, who's in the FA House team. She's really good and talented. Kimberly has been performing for 10 years. Um, Simon Fazy, who's really talented. And Keith. Um, Al. And Jacob, who's a really good writer. Yes, and a wonderful guy. Yes. Um, I played with them for a long time. And it was, I found it really gruelling to be coached uh, in a good way. Because I'd done so much jamming and not had much teaching, it was kind of nice to be coached and shown, here's how you do it, here's how you not do it. And that was really good. Um, we played a bunch of nights and, um, yeah, it was really pleasant. 
That was really nice. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, at the same time, I was doing thing with Keith, which is a Hammer Zeus project. Yes. Which is really good fun, right? It's hilarious. It's where we play, yeah, we're both playing guitar. Because we like the same kind of music, me and Keith. Both like rock and funk. Both play guitar. Both have a similar sense of humour. Uh, which I think is like a lot darker than the iceberg shows. Right. Like the bit that's picking above is the nice stuff. But yeah, it's like with him and with Night Scream, which is the uh, C3 team, and all the teams I've been on, for me, if I enjoy rehearsal, then I want to stick with the team. Yes. If rehearsal's good enough such that I wouldn't really care about shows, or if it's so enjoyable that that alone is like a really fun use of my time, then... I want to carry on doing it. And with rehearsal with Keith is really fun because we listen to music, we mess around and stuff and jam out. And So yeah, how, how does it work? Do you go around to his house? I go around to his or we come here yeah. or in the nursery. Um, and You rock up with your guitars. Yeah, we, po- we both, we, uh, yeah, we kind of play stuff that we like. We come up with chords that we like and, and rhythms that we like and do vocal melodies that we like. And we both like similar things, so it's really it's it's making music that I would listen to if it wasn't improvised. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I want to make stuff that I would like myself. Yeah. So yeah, it's really good fun, really really good fun. Um, and yeah, sorry, I started that when we were in that like big group together, and that's been going since. That's that's kind of my main thing at the moment. Yeah. Because it's such good fun. Um, really good fun. Yes, I enjoyed your performance of Duck Duck Goose <laughs> very much. I was like. Yeah, I can sort of see this is. I can imagine like sitting in a corner of like someone's bedroom while you two play, watching. <laughs> it felt, it felt, it was charming. It was like, I feel that I'm seeing this is really honest in a yeah. way. This is um, there's something about the singing and the playing the guitar at the same time that seemed very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, right? We've both been to a lot of, we're still learning yeah. both things. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we've been to, like, the, the Showstoppers classes and done, did those together. Um, and, yeah, it is a bit rough around the edges. Uh, do, you, do you mind awfully if I said it was endearingly shambolic? I would, I would not at all mind because I think that's probably quite fair. Um, but it's enjoyable to do. Oh, yeah, and it's entirely enjoyable to watch because I'd rather watch something. I'm glad endearingly shambolic than, like, just terror, like, it was painful. No, 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 not at all. I was like, I was really enjoying it. I was like, oh, these guys. Yeah, it's good. It's these good, guys. Right? They just, just do what they love, man. They can't help it. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's something that I do with Keith. And then I, Ben, do you know Ben Burris? Yeah. Um, I do a two-pop with him, and he's coming back uh, next week to Duck Duck Goose, so that should be really good. So what's that? No. That's, that's a two-prof. Um, Does that have a name? It's called Free as a Hug. Um, and he's a really experienced player, so I learn this from him every time he comes over, and he's good to hang out with as well. Um, but yeah, that's really fun to do. What's kind of the concept behind that? Um, it's again, it's I think we both have quite a similar sense of humour, and it's um, we start off with that. Um, is it the interview opening where you have two people uh, and you know each other, you have a relationship, and you come out with something? We do that opening, and then it's just scenes that come out of it. Cool. And it's meant to be. Uh, I think it's just good-natured, um, maybe a bit weird and goofy stuff, which is what I like. Um, and yeah, that's really enjoyable. I met him at a class and just, I really liked watching him, so I wanted to do something with him. I asked him, um, and yeah, he was free, so we just did something together, which is really nice. I kind of like how DIY improv can be, it can yeah. feel. Yeah. Just stuff comes together really easily, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that for like a year or a bit more. And that's really cool. Like, I'm not really that experienced at all with improv. I've been doing it for, like, just over two years now. Um, so, yeah. Like, I've got... There's so much that I can talk about it, but I've only been doing it for two years, which is kind of kind of weird. Because I feel like the people you've had in your podcast have been doing, it, doing this forever. I really want to get a, a big range of people. Yeah. It's great. Um, it's great to have the people that have been doing it for years. But it's also interesting... To talk to the people that have been doing it for less long, yeah, yeah, um, and just kind of you know hear the different perspectives, mm. and you know, I'm hoping, and this does sound quite grandiose, that you know, in the future we'll go back and we'll listen, and it, it'll be interesting to find out how we've changed and the things that we were thinking of. Because you're yeah. right, you mentioned before 
about uh, improv. It's so ethereal. It just it's gone. It's yeah. done, and then it's gone. So this is me kind of trying so to say. So you're little time capsule. It's my little, yeah. I'm dig up in ten years. Yeah, and say, so, this is what the London scene was like ten years ago. These <laughs> were the people that were, you know, on the scene then. Do you reckon improv's going to be like in the US when you've got like um, SNL? All those guys are improv and Fallon and whatnot. Because I get the feeling that there are so many young talents, people doing improv at the moment. Yes. That I mean, it makes sense to use that as. Um, if you're like a TV or internet guy, to have a look at that talent pool yeah. uh, from the other side of it. And it's growing so quickly that people are now flocking to improv. Um, I get the feeling that in five or ten years, it will be like the thing you have to do if you want to be this or that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Do you reckon? Ooh, that's a good question. Because then um, your podcast will be like a, a massive thing, right? A massive An thing. An enormous thing. <laughs> 10,000 listens. Oh, God damn it, only 10,000. Give me be... more listeners. <laughs> ah. I'm not getting out of bed for more than less than 12,000. Don't get into bed for 10,000. Um, Cynthia Bot doesn't get into bed for uh, 10,000. <laughs> she doesn't get into bed at all. She runs the establishment, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. Um... I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I suppose I can only see it growing. Yeah. Um, I think it was a friend of the show, Chris Mead, who was saying, was it him or was it other friend of the show, Jules Munns, that was saying that the next step is going to be somewhere with a dedicated space. Yeah. Like, well, we have a dedicated space here. This is why I don't like answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> You've tricked me into answering a question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jules is another great guy. Uh, I do. Uh, I'm a creative assistant with the nursery, which is really cool. Yeah. So what uh, does that involve then? What does that involve? Um, do you make both tea and coffee? Basically, I uh, yeah, I, um, I do, yeah, I make tea and coffee, and just you know, uh, if they need someone to uh, stamp on, then I just kind of. <laughs> no, it's basically like a low status role. It's basically like. Um, uh, helping out with their marketing and stuff um, and doing some admin and that kind of stuff which is just cool because I, I like Jules and Judith and like working with them and it's because I can give a bit of time on Monday uh, mornings uh, it works out because then I can work here and do my own stuff as well because um, I work as a tutor I work many evenings so it's kind of um yeah, I can, I've got a bit of time to give. And, it, you know, I guess I'm, guess I'm finding out more, more about improv. And it's a nice place to, like, do my own work and stuff as well. Because yeah. um, I do, f- like, the nursery is somewhere that I, some, somewhere that I care about. Because so many good memories from 2014 and stuff. That's where I've done most of my classes and learned and, and, and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm happy to help out, which is... Now, I mean, there are, like, four creative assistants at the moment... Um, Molly and David come in on Wednesday or Thursday um, and then there's Josh um, who I did Rosowski with we both work on Monday and it's just quite a nice it's quite a nice environment to be in um, and yeah it's a good company good good work really so yeah that's uh, the thing is with improv I, I like it and I like the people so I um, I just want to do as much as I can because at the moment I can't really uh, I can't commit to too many teams because I've got like other work that I need to be doing. So if I can just keep keep in touch by doing something, then that's what I'm going to do. Because um, I can't because I'm working a lot of evenings now. I can't really commit to another rehearsal day, yeah. um, and my weekends are kind of quite busy as well. So I can't really um, jump in on teams. But I'm helping out um, Duck Duck Goose as well. Yes, I was just going to come to that. Yes. And the hosting and that kind of thing. Bringing it full circle. How did you get involved in uh, hosting Duck Duck Goose? Um, I, I basically, Amar left and they were a person down and I kind of had a bit of time free. But there are about seven of them. There, there are seven of them, yeah. But I kind of thought that um, my Mondays are generally quite free. So I thought I could, you know, commit. And I was going off in enough such that it wouldn't, make any difference yeah, at all yeah, yeah. it just means doing a bit more and um, I do hosting now and then um, what do your duties involve then again it's like promoting them on Facebook doing some of 
the you know uh, admin account staff um, and then hosting as well which is really fun um, and also me, it's helping out it's kind of semi jam captioning as well yeah. so making sure that uh, everyone feels good in the montages and that people are not feeling left out kind of thing yeah. and because they in Dr. Goose the ethos is just to make people feel really welcome yes. which I think is probably a good thing yes. um, and it's just trying to keep up with that I guess um, and they're all great people like yes should probably mention Mark at this point, yes, which seems to be yeah. a custom. Hello, improv journeyman Mark Tindall. Uh, <laughs> he's had to wait longer than usual. God damn it. Yeah, nearly got through without him. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously like a, lo- a lovely guy, and then like Vic, who's a total ledge. I'm trying to get on the show. Huh? I'm trying to get on the show. I'm not sure. On the show. On, oh, you're trying on to get Vic on? Oh, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Um, yeah, she'll have a lot to say. Um, yeah, all the guys are really nice. Good people. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, at the moment, I'm not doing too much improv uh, wise. Trying to do cl- classes when I can. Yes. But yeah, I'm just trying to keep and keep touch with it. Although I like your the fact that I'm not doing much improv wise. Well, I you know, <laughs> <laughs> so we just count on our fingers what you're doing. So you've got the hammer of Zeus. Yeah. You've got you're a creative director at creative uh, chief creative officer. Chief creative of the officer at the nursery. <laughs> You're hosting and helping to run uh, Duck Duck Goose. Yeah. That's not bad going. That's true, yeah. You've that, got high standards of the amount of improv you should be doing. That's true, yeah. I am doing a lot. I seem to know a lot of people as well in improv. Yeah. Like, just through... Because I've done so much stuff, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people that I'll just... I'll kind of, kind of know or semi-know, which is it's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, it is a lot, actually, when you, when you say that. But what I mean is, I don't have, uh, a, I don't have two coached Harold teams at the moment, for example, because I remember the. Well, I mean, that seems quite a lot. I, I know. Some I would know. say too much. <laughs> it's addictive, right? This goddamn thing is so addictive. Yes. Um, it is. It's, yeah. Well, another reason I started doing improv, which I, is because I stopped drinking. Oh, right. Basically. And when you stop drinking and when you're socialising, it's mainly going out or, uh, yeah, you're going, going out and, and, you know, going to the pub or whatever, then there's a big hole in your evenings. Um, and improv is a really good way to feel that. Because you get the same kind of, you get, you get, you know, you get the improv high after, which is yes. nice, and you don't have to go through a ton of shots or whatever. And when you're going out, you don't, you don't have that kind of side of it. And it's just, yeah... It, that, that was a big part, to be honest, because, um, yeah, it was a way to do, to do something and feel good in the evenings um, with, uh, without, like, going to the pub every time or whatever. Because, I mean, socialising does revolve around that a lot in the UK, which is not, I mean, not a bad, uh, and, I mean, it's just what, how it works. But I wanted to stop drinking, and when I did that, I had kind of, um, there's a period when you don't at all want to be in the environment of people drinking. Uh, and I thought I'd do improv to get me away from that. Um, but then I just love improv as well. So that kind of, it's another, it's, it's replacing one addiction with another one, uh, a less destructive one. Right, yes, yes, yes. Because although you think alcohol will help you make friends, it's less efficient as a way of making friends than improv is. Well, alcohol is a lot cheaper than all these goddamn classes. Do you think so? Yeah. Depends how much you drink. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It depends how many classes you do as well. Yes. That's such a logical deconstruction. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's all good. Um, well, I think we need a big finish. But actually I quite like the I gave up drink and took off improv. That's the big finish. That was quite a good... Oh. I think that's quite that's an interesting. I think a big finish could be maybe uh, one of your fame grime tracks from the early days. <laughs> no, you see what it is, what it is. I'm much more into the ambient. I will tell you this. Do you get uh, do you get intro music by the way? Um, you, do I? What do you mean? Do I get it? Or do I? I've like s- on this? Can I have like a? <laughs> You'd like, what would you like? Start. I don't know, like Esk- Eskimo by Wiley? Because <laughs> I have got a, uh, 
I have been experimenting with the, um, the more ambient side of things. What I'm thinking of doing. Did you make this? Oh, it's only on Garage Band. Oh, nice. And uh, what I want to do is uh, do this as a guided meditation for improvisers. Because <laughs> improvisers, they have various problems. <laughs> One of those problems is relaxing after a show. Yeah. And our minds are buzzing. God, that's so calming. Yeah. Your mind is buzzing. You have done good work tonight. You have exceeded all expectations. And then... <laughs> Uh, it's unfortunate the music comes <laughs> out. <laughs> Bring you back into the harsh yeah. reality. Of I, need, I, need, I need to do more than 35 seconds of that. But I think I'll do very, very specific. My next line is going to be, Steve Rowe is very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have stopped. I hope there's some, something usable in all of this. <laughs> I think there is. I might stop before I do that bit. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Thank you very much indeed. No worries. Thanks for having me. I made this. That's improv! That's improv. <laughs>